welcome to Toyota Untold. Today we have MJ Kroll, Mary Jane Kroll. We call you MJ here at Toyota and Lexus. Um, So welcome to the Toyota Untold podcast. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited about this episode because this is about product placement. How do we get our vehicles into TV shows, movies, all the work that goes on behind the, the scenes there? And so I think the first question that I have is why? Like, what is the benefit for us mm. to get our vehicles into these places? And do we proactively seek these opportunities or do they come to us? Or is it both? The the answer is definitely both. And well, I'll start with the why. Mm-hmm. Uh, the why is really because we're trying to put the brand as much in front of our consumers wherever they are Mm -hmm. that we can is sort of a simple answer. And we want to be part of cultural conversations that we might not necessarily automatically be inserted into without these moments and these high profile types of media experiences that people are having and consuming together and talking about and so forth. So, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, we produce plenty of advertising. Of course. uh, But we want to not just be surrounding the content. We actually want to be a part of the content as much as we can. That's so interesting. So what would you say the mix is on what we go out and seek versus what comes to us? That's a great question. Gosh, I would say most of our placements are actually... Uh, coming to us, interesting uh, requests for vehicles for types of vehicles, or they have a specific vehicle in mind that they really want. Mm-hmm. So most come to us, but there are definitely placements that we seek, yeah. and those are likely to be the more visible ones that you might remember yeah. from, from recent campaigns. For and me, so forth. on like the Lexus side, mm-hmm. Black Panther comes to mind first. One because I love Black Panther, and two because like I mean, it was like iconic having the vehicle in the movie. Yeah, Black Panther uh, was absolutely just an amazing partnership on every level with Marvel, of course. And yeah, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving too because there's still a lot of interest in our participation in uh, the custom LC that we made mm-hmm. uh, for uh, to support that partnership. And believe it or not, actually going back even further, Minority Report. Oh, really? Which I think goes back to the early 90s. You might say, have yeah. to fact check me on <laughs> that one. I was not at Lexus at the time, but... Minority Report actually still bubbles up from time to time, um, whether it's articles or the vehicle, actually, the, mm-hmm. the at least the frame of the vehicle right. is still around. I think it's over at um, Toyota Connected, last I checked. Oh my God, we still but have yeah, it? We do, we do. <laughs> from the 90s, amazing. It was actually on eBay at one point <laughs> and I rescued it from eBay. I said, we cannot let that uh, leave our vortex here. It's too important to our I think people will be surprised how many things we find on eBay that we're like, hmm, we should we should own that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and we did own it at the time, right. but we were getting ready to move to mm. Texas and there was a lot of, um, you know, just cleaning house, cleaning yeah. out the closets. Oh, that's fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> we, we rescued it from ourselves, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which happens a lot here exactly, too. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it does. It does. Indeed. So what are some of the criteria that you're looking for when an opportunity comes into your inbox? What yeah. do you say? Hey, you know what? This hits the mark on XYZ that we're looking for. Absolutely. We, I mean, I would say first off, we try to cast the widest net possible Mm -hmm. in terms of opportunities that we'll consider. And the primary reason for that is that almost 
I would say nine out of 10 opportunities, maybe even more, get ruled out for one reason or another. Interesting. And that can have everything to do with the suitability of the opportunity. It can have to do with logistics. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I I like to think our team really makes things happen um, and we're credited with that from a lot of the partners that we work with. So it's good affirmation to know we have been able to establish ourselves as a good partner who's responsive and we get cars to all corners of the world, actually. But we're ultimately looking at what's the product that they're wanting to place? um, What's the character they're placing it Mm -hmm. with? The character of the character matters to Mm -hmm. us. Uh, And there's a whole lot of nuance, frankly, in considering it because you may have a character that could even be, you know, a a criminal, for example, Mm -hmm. but who is somebody you're rooting for, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, For one reason or another, um, they've faced challenges that we can all relate to and we might actually want to place a vehicle with that with that character. And then conversely, we've had characters that are maybe um, extremely close-minded or... um, just not great people right. by very reasonable standards, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and where we might we might not pursue those opportunities because we wouldn't want the the characters uh, traits to be put on the car, right? You know. So, um, and then of course for Lexus, um, we do have a very affluent customer. Um, we're looking to uh, most often ensure that our vehicles are placed with. Uh, drivers that would be appropriate that right. that the the viewer might identify with that person and and see themselves there mm. um, and then and then ultimately add consideration add desire for the brand because they can relate to it interesting so it kind of has to embody that experience amazing tagline a little bit absolutely I mean for certainly for any major partnership experience amazing would be absolutely at the core of it mm-hmm. but we have a wide variety of placements that we do and I think that is um, a testament just to keeping that open net and considering all the possibilities and what might be right for mm-hmm. any particular vehicle that we're placing interesting and there's a range yeah what are some of those bigger partnerships? Is Marvel one of those? Marvel has become a great partner, um, most recently with Black Panther, and mm-hmm. we are working on um, some other mm-hmm. future. Um, I am a plans. huge Marvel fan. Yes, a wonderful partner. Uh, love working with them. We've also worked recently with Sony on Men in Black International, That's and right. and they were really a great partner too. We love the relationships we've built there and the amount of production, uh, both in television and film that comes out of Sony is pretty staggering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, I think they like to say they entertain more people in more places than any other company. So, wow. so yeah, it, they, you wouldn't always deal. think of them because yeah. they're, they're doing a lot of production for, uh, the studio names you might know, but, mm-hmm. um, they're, so they're a great partner as well. And, um, and we have relationships actually with, Virtually every studio, hmm. uh, and and uh, are constantly looking at opportunities across the studios. And Interesting. Um, we we're actually working with Universal Pictures right now as okay. well on a film called Marry Me. Okay, uh, that features uh, Jennifer Lopez. So Ooh. that will come out uh, later this year. I think it promises to be really entertaining. It, it uh, looks like it's a it's a great story and. 
you know, she's amazing in everything she does. So we're excited to be kind of part of her universe. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is there a standard way that these things work or is every opportunity different? Mm-hmm. Like, do they say, hey, we want this many vehicles and this is, you're going to get them back or, hey, we're going to take these and completely crush them and you'll never see them again. (laughs) Both of those possibilities are (laughs) very real. Uh, In the case of Black Panther, they needed a a pretty significant number. I think we ultimately supplied six uh, LC prototypes. Um, All but one were slated to be destroyed during production. So that will definitely um, cause a few deep uh, breaths and gulps among, uh, you know, the entire team, uh, not the least of which is the chief engineer who, Mm -hmm. uh, in that case, when it's a product that's uh, pre-production, we really needed assistance, um, you know, from our our friends in Japan. And they really stepped up seeing the the, uh, possibilities of the project and how big it could be for the brand. And uh, it's a, a huge credit to uh, Sato-san in this case for having the vision and, and really making it possible for us to get those cars. So you do have the full spectrum of cars could be crushed, mm-hmm. <laughs> cars yeah. could be destroyed. Uh, damage is almost always just a potential factor because right. of the way, the nature of filming, even some of the things that they do to prepare a vehicle to be filmed actually will cause some damage rigging and things like that. Um, so we have to be, always have to be prepared for that. But uh, there's also uh, times where it's just, we just need this car on this day at this time. We promise it's going to be pristine and, you know, no no real risk involved. So the full spectrum is possible. Can we talk about an urban legend I heard for Black Panther? Oh, sure. So Lexus had the partnership Mm -hmm. with Black Panther. But I heard that there was a request that said, listen... There's a scene and we might need like 12 blacked out forerunners. Can we just have those two? <laughs> and we're going to completely destroy them. So the you're not entirely okay. wrong. So so we had a meeting with the filmmakers and um, they indicated that they needed vehicles for uh, the villain right. in the film. And uh, they had a, a brand in mind mm-hmm. for those uh, vehicles that uh, we preferred not to share the screen with. Right. And we said hey, if we can uh, convince our, our our sister brand yes. on the other Nancy side of the Nancy and building. Lorenzo, get on it. <laughs> exactly. If, I said, if, if they'll support us, can would you consider uh, Forerunners? Mm-hmm. And actually, the, the filmmakers really liked that idea yeah. immediately. And they ultimately did ask if they could make some modifications mm-hmm. um, to the Forerunners, which we went back to the Toyota team to get that approved, of yeah. course. Uh, but yeah, it worked out really nicely because... Uh-huh. Amazing. The combination of both of those placements actually was ranked as the top value of the year for 2018. So when you combine both Lexus and Toyota, top value of all, um, not just auto brands, but all placements, all placements? for the entire wow. year. Uh, it's from a company called Concave Marketing that uh, they they specialize in measuring the value of the placement itself. Mm-hmm. So we measure a lot of different, um, you know, KPIs, if you will, yes. uh, to to measure the value of one of these opportunities. But one piece of that would be the actual placement in the right. film. Right. So, um, but but there's a lot of other other items as well yeah. that we measure. Do you get to go on site during filming? 
Uh, or I, who goes on site? Or does anybody? Good question. Um, uh, sometimes we are invited to set, sometimes we're not. Okay. Um, and that would generally depend on the sort of size of the partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a straight placement and we understand exactly how our vehicles are being used, we might not necessarily need to be on set. Uh, other times we're invited to set more to give us exposure to the story in the background and all the materials that they're mm-hmm. using, costumes, props, you name it, um, really to help us build our own plans. Mm-hmm. It's not always even to see our own products in right. use. Um, but yes, I I did go to visit the set of Black Panther uh, and was there for some of the scenes that were shot in Atlanta, the LC, when um, T'Challa transforms to Black Panther and commandeers the LC to, to chase yep. uh, the, the villain in this case. Um, so I, I was able to watch some of that, and and it is fun. It's mm-hmm. fun to visit the sets, but it's it's actually a little different for me because I come from more of the commercial production mm-hmm. background side of things. Where when we're on set, we have a, a say yeah. on how how everything comes out and how it gets filmed. In the case of product placement. You know, it's really important to be a respectful guest mm-hmm. on on those sets and be, you know, mostly just very appreciative for the opportunity to be there. Um, if we're asked for notes, if we're asked for input, we give it, um, you know, very in a measured way. Right. And, and we really want to make sure that our filmmakers and all of the folks who are involved in the production don't see us as a burden to their right. process. We we want to be there just to support and facilitate and, and help us understand what the potential outcome will yes. be so we can prepare for that. It's not selfies all day with Chadwick Boseman, right? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> are there any perks to to this? Oh, interesting. I, You know... Personally, I find it to be really satisfying from a work standpoint because Mm -hmm. I will tell you that every single one of these is a little bit of a start your impossible. Oh, interesting. (laughs) It's like, yeah. It sounds easy to start with, I'm sure. Oh, you want this car for that? Great, let's do that. And then you're like, I'm sorry, what by the end? Yeah, there's an inherent risk, right? So we're... We are naturally, I think, uh, for the for for all the right reasons, we're a pretty risk averse company, right? Yeah, we didn't yes. get where we are by being, being fast and loose yes. with everything, right? So, in the case of of placement, and even more so when you're building a big co promotion around a placement, there are an incredible amount of variables and unknowns. Mm-hmm. You know, working with Marvel, working with Sony, working with some of these uh, really big players who just know what they're doing, yeah. right? Yeah. And we have an excellent partner, Deborah Harper is her name from a company called Movie Mogul. Mm-hmm. Um, she reads every script we consider. She makes recommendations. So we have a good arsenal of you know tools in our tool chest mm-hmm. to try to attach ourselves to projects that are going to be successful. Yeah. But you ultimately don't know what the outcome is going to be. Right. And the effort level to actually make um, these partnerships happen, um, even when it's just as simple as supplying the vehicles, is a huge, huge effort that goes into it and very outsized relative to... The, the spend is actually relatively small in the media world mm. um, 
compared to the effort that's required of our team to <laughs> right. actually bring these partnerships to fruition. So it's um, it's definitely a start year impossible. I, I really looked back at the end of Black Panther and thought to myself, I don't I don't know how we pulled that off. Yeah. But uh, but a lot of really great things happened to facilitate along the way. And a lot of great people said yes when we needed them to and um, took risks when we needed them to. Mm -hmm. And and it turned out to pay off, but it could just as easily not pay off, right? Absolutely. So there's always a risk. So the process is you get these requests. I'm sure they come into a media mailbox or something, or they Mm -hmm. go through agency partners that you know. um, And then you or this agency friend partner Mm -hmm. kind of reviews them and bubble up the cream of the crop. Say, hey, here are some I think we should consider. Is that it? That's essentially it. The opportunities come to us from all different partners. Um, We do have a partner specifically dedicated uh, to making recommendations for us, but we essentially find out, you know, what the production is, when are they going in, when when do they start filming? So Mm -hmm. when do they need uh, vehicles? Where is Mm -hmm. it going to be? And a lot of production is moving abroad to Europe. Interesting. Um, Extra fun challenge. (laughs) Um, So yes, a lot of production But the U.S. then does that and not like Toyota Motor Europe, TME? Um, We actually uh, have built a really nice partnership with our friends, particularly in the U.K., but of course TME as well Mm -hmm. helps to facilitate. And um, so much production is happening in the U.K. that... um, you know, we tread very lightly because we don't want to make anyone mad at us. But uh, we have asked many favors and mm-hmm. they have just been amazing in helping us source product. And of course, with Lexus, uh, most of our volume is here in the United States. So certain products are very hard to get right. in Europe um, or not there at all. So we have shipped, uh, like our larger SUVs are, right. are not in Europe other than Russia. Like my GX. Exactly, <laughs> yes. And, and it's harder to get a vehicle out of Russia than it is to just ship one from the U.S. So, um, really? so yeah, it does affect what we can place and how for sure. But um, but yeah, it's it's quite, quite the challenge. So essentially um, you have to, to become that. like a shipping expert, yeah. a transportation Logistics, expert. Yes, and we, and we have help and support there too. But you're, you're basically evaluating all of the sort of truly logistical aspects of dates and times and locations. And then um, just as quickly, if there is a script available, which there isn't always, mm-hmm. um, and usually we're only permitted to read just the pages. Um, oh, yes. I'm that, sure Marvel's not sending you the full. Right. And <laughs> and Marvel typically wouldn't wouldn't even send something out that you might have to go there to right. read it. You know, it, understandably, everybody's very yeah. protective of their IP, not wanting to... Uh, have security breaches, but so we'll we'll review whatever we can of the script of the storyline. Try to understand the characters mm-hmm. um, that uh, would be associated with the vehicles, and occasionally we are going on far less information than that. Mm. Uh, there's a film that we recently did provide a vehicle for that was essentially on a. Uh, promise that you don't want to miss this opportunity, mm-hmm. but it is highly secretive mm-hmm. and you won't regret it. 
interesting. <laughs> so it was that, we had very little information. No, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to assume. I'm just going to assume, and you tell me if I'm wrong. That you've worked with this person before. It's gone well before. This isn't someone you don't right. know who just showed yes. up at your door. Yes, okay. you have to be careful and ask to be. There has to be trust that already exists yes. for sure. You only do that with someone you're like. All for right, sure. we've done this before. I trust you're going to do what you say yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but uh, but again, it's you know there there are always holes in the information that mm. we receive, and we do our best to evaluate and and look at the timing too, because if it's something that we're hoping to make into a bigger partnership, Mm -hmm. Uh, the timing of when the film comes out, uh, can we support it with media during that time? Does it fit with our initiatives that we already have planned Mm -hmm. uh, during that time? And are we going to try to co-create any content that we would want to promote at that time? So there's just, uh, there's a lot of different factors to consider. That's going to be really tough because you're probably planning 18 months to 24 months out and you got to look at future product that's Mm -hmm. coming into the market that doesn't yet exist. Do we have prototype vehicles for for these things that doesn't yet exist? And can we fit, you know, you don't even know what budget might look like that year. That is very true, yes. And um, we we make a lot of educated guesses is really what it comes down to. Um, And you're right, we are planning pretty far in advance because uh, just the way media buying works, particularly with broadcast media, Mm -hmm. which when you're doing a co-promotional partnership, there's always a lot of interest and support Mm -hmm. in in broadcast. And that is bought on a broadcast year, which starts in October, ends in September. So we could be very far out in what we've already secured for, you know, even 12 months ahead. So, uh, and sometimes further because of the way the broadcast year works. So it's a big factor. In the case of um, Men in Black International, mm-hmm. we featured the RCF, right. which had a minor change. And uh, so we needed to shoot the current model and have them make uh, CG updates. Oh, interesting. And it, it held true, which is often a case, a minor change update can often be more difficult mm-hmm. to implement in CG than it is to implement a major change because major change, virtually everything has changed. Right. With a minor change, it's more in the details. Right, a head, so, piece of a headlight, uh, part exactly, of a grill. <laughs> exactly, so so reviewing all of that footage and making sure that every change was made from second to second was wow. uh, another layer of challenge for the team. Wow. Um, I, I cannot profess to have done that work myself. <laughs> I was very grateful that both the agency team and, and some of our advertising team members right, handled that. Team, yeah. yes, exactly. Um, now, I'm sure there's things that we expect of you know the studios or whoever we're working mm-hmm. with, but is there expectations of us on us of what we're going to do and what we are going to be held accountable to. And what are those things? Yes, absolutely. So we're very careful in ironing out uh, deal points and responsibilities on both sides mm. when we build a contract. Yeah. Uh, it's another urban legend, but it, it is true. The The Black Panther contract took nearly a year to complete. Oh my goodness. Uh, and a big part of that was just because, you know, you've got two very big... Um, self-protective companies uh, that are trying to make sure that all of our outcomes that we're all desiring are going to be promised and very 
clearly secured in the contract. So it's it's pretty tough. But but yes, the primary value, uh, besides of course the value of the product um, in the film itself and supplying everything to support that, mm-hmm. is uh, is the media value. Mm-hmm. So um, they're looking to launch a film, essentially launching a product mm-hmm. that all is primarily consumed in a very finite period of time. Right. So they need big awareness really fast, mm-hmm. huge scale. Um, so they're leveraging partners that can help them build that scale. Interesting. And ideally bring more and more people into the theater to, yeah. s- to see the film. So so that's a big part of the value that we bring. We also, I think, you know, Marvel, we credit them with being a great partner because they did everything they could to help us be successful. But they also credit us with being a good partner because we leaned in really everywhere we could with that partnership. So mm. we we brought the media value that yeah. was promised, but we did a lot more than that. Right. Um, everything from building a, a custom vehicle that we took around to all kinds of big events, auto yeah. shows and yeah. SEMA and places like that. It was the like one that. that had like the claw marks in it too, well, right? Well, we actually had, um, you know, you I mentioned remember it. that one from the, the lobby. From it the was lobby. here in the lobby. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, amazing. So that vehicle was actually used in filming. Okay. Um, so that was... That makes it even cooler to see. That was one of our, our prop cars, we called okay. it. And it was actually, um, it's currently on display at the Peterson Automotive Museum uh, in LA. So that's kind of nice. It still lives on. Uh, The vehicle I was referring to is a super customized LC that um, we partnered with West Coast Customs. We did a feature on their show Mm -hmm. um, to show the building process. Uh, Marvel was involved in the the concept of that. It's widened. It has this amazing um, custom paint that it turns out is very expensive to repair when you uh, damage it, even in the slightest way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but that that car has just uh, drawn all kinds of attention, and you know, really sparks people's imagination. They love to take photos with it. Mm-hmm. They love to post it and share it, and so it becomes its own content generator, which awesome. um, which is really great. And yeah, it's it's um, it's just. A testament, I think, to Marvel as a partner that we were able to lean in, and they kept saying yes to us. Hmm. You know, which is which is not always that easy, right? right? When you have outsiders saying, "Hey, what if we did this?" <laughs> and and uh, they were they were really great to work with on that. But so, and ultimately, we do provide you know actual proof that everything ran, and right. you know, um, we went above and beyond. Yeah, exactly. And and we always make sure we actually present those plans um, to our yeah. studio partners and say does this uh, match what you were expecting? Mm-hmm. And of course, they understand that we reserve the right to be reaching our prospective customers yeah. in those buys. Um, we're not necessarily changing our demographic or anything like that. Right. And fortunately, we're able to find partners that are uh, really well aligned with who we're trying to reach yeah. too. So that works out very well. But and there was also a big team member engagement portion to it too. Absolutely. Like I just I remember that, you know, we got to see the car. Yeah. I know Lexus, some team members got to go see the movie early, yes. correct? Yes. Slightly, indeed. like a day or something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Marvel is uh, very protective of their uh, pre uh, or advanced screenings, they call them, mm-hmm. um, and the timing on those. So, Yes, I, I actually just learned today that the Avengers, which we were not partnered in, but to pre-screen Avengers, it was limited to one hour 
before the global release. <laughs> we, I think for Black Panther, we actually had a couple of days yeah. prior to the global release. So we had a little more latitude for those advanced screenings. But our dealers uh, also get involved and host their own screenings. Oh, fun. Yeah, so it's, so it's a nice way for them to either reward associates, great customers, prospective customers. Um, mm. and, and we provide point-of-sale materials for the dealerships too so they can connect to the, right. to the film and to the excitement around it. And, and um, they have given us a lot of really great feedback on uh, those efforts. So That's awesome. Yeah. So you said the most successful one that we've had is the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I may have said a few times that It'll be a miracle if we ever recreate that. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we're not aiming for it, for sure. Well, I think it was also with the movie, too. I think the movie did right. so much better than people expected it to because it was that good. So it that was, probably propelled the product placement as well. It was so good. I really, of course, I was biased, but I really <laughs> wanted it to win Best Picture. I felt like it broke barriers in a way that you just hadn't seen before. You and me both. I really thought it should have won, but it was it was it was an honor just to be nominated. I'm yeah. sure they would say <laughs> uh, because that was a big deal too for a superhero film to be nominated. But I was cheering for every one of their creators. I mean, mm-hmm. Hannah who won for production design, mm-hmm. and Ruth Carter won for for costumes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just it was so amazing the collaboration that they built. Yeah. And again, having been able to witness that up close really helped me understand how Marvel really sort of stacks their plan for success. Right. Still not a guarantee right. ever, but they do a, an amazing job of putting a really great team together to make sure that the script is firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. that the relevance is there for the mm-hmm. audience that is so excited for yeah. this character to be brought yeah. to screen. And, you know, the way they created the world of Wakanda, just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think in big picture too, how all of the Marvel pieces are fitting together, right? And I feel like Black Panther was like a penultimate movie to get to, you know, Avengers Endgame. Oh, like, yes. Maybe yes. penultimate is not the right word, but I mean, <laughs> that is definitely not the right word, but it was like such a key moment yeah. to get to end game. Yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine what that room looks like where all the sticky notes are going up to connect. <laughs> With the red string connecting all, all the yeah. plot points. Yes. Um, but it is brilliant and uh, and they have they have done an amazing job. Has there been any odd requests for vehicles mm-hmm. that you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily odd odd requests in terms of the vehicle, other than we do occasionally get requested for vintage models. Mm. And for the first time, we actually are supporting a vintage placement uh, right. upcoming in the, it's in Little Fires Everywhere that's gone on Hulu okay. uh, with Reese Witherspoon oh, and nice. Carrie Washington. Um, and we placed a vintage LX okay. into oh, wow. uh, that series. And we're surrounding the sponsorship with obviously our current day. Yes. Uh, both uh, GX and LX. So awesome. uh, so kind of a little bit of a test for us to see. Uh, and I felt like it was a reasonably safe bet. Um, the content is obviously going to be great, but, um, but also the fact that LX is just so iconic 
in the Lexus lineup. Yeah. That it felt like to me that nostalgia might be nice for people to mm-hmm. see because because we all remember mm-hmm. uh, when the when the LX came out. Um, but what it, the weird stuff really comes more to what they might want to do with the car. Mm. We did a placement on Ray Donovan on Showtime. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with the show. I haven't seen it. He is um, described as a Hollywood fixer. Okay. So uh, oftentimes it's a celebrity, they get into trouble and he kind of comes in and fixes the situation mm-hmm. for them. It would have been very difficult for us to connect to his character or any of the folks on his team because... There can be blood. There could be dead bodies. Yeah. There can be even dead body parts. There's all, all kinds right. of yeah. things that things. he's yeah. uh, he's involved in to try to help it's his fixing. clients. Um, so we we were able to do a placement on the on the show, uh, but it was with the head of a studio mm. uh, played by Susan Sarandon, and they were able to assure us that she would not have. Um, any dead people in the car. <laughs> uh, so, oh, thank uh, goodness. but I will tell you, yeah. many of our competitors do not have those same restrictions. So oh. it does um, affect, uh, you know, your ability to place as widely as you might want to, right. because um, the more restrictions that there are on the way a vehicle can be placed, the fewer placements you might be eligible for. Right. So, right. Um, but yes, we are, we're careful about that. But I think it would be better to be strategic than not, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but the folks who don't have those restrictions are uh, very successful yeah. too. So mm-hmm. interesting. So something to consider, but we're always evaluating, right? you know, and looking at the whole placement, if you will, and what the potential outcome could be before we make a decision. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Have there been some of those that you're like, you know what, let's do it. Let's take the risk. Yes. uh, There there was one in particular um, that was pretty recent actually. And the producer of the film just was absolutely adamant that the LC was the right vehicle for this character to, Mm -hmm. to drive. And again, you know, by the typical standards, you might say like, oh, probably need to be careful with that one. Um, and yet he was a hugely aspirational character mm-hmm. um, who was also just amazingly cool and stylish and so smart mm-hmm. and uh, really just, you know, a brilliant guy who was operating within the, his own paradigm to achieve success. Uh, but yes, it, it was, the film was called Superfly. Okay. And um, again, a, a really cool movie, but one that, you know, we, it might not have been a, a typical placement for us. Interesting. And, and yet we still decided to move forward and we're glad we did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the world of influencers, fan forums, you know, all this other stuff that happens in my world in social Mm -hmm. media. Mm -hmm. Do product placements still hold the power they once did? You know, I I think they do. Um, In fact, they've almost become more important because Mm -hmm. there is so much content that people are consuming in so many ways and they have more and more ways to avoid advertising. We obviously have strategy in place, mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, to make sure our advertising is relevant and in context and still gets consumed yeah. in a meaningful way. But product placement is one of the ways that we can still be seen and be visible as a brand without necessarily uh, always being able to place advertising in those same places. Mm-hmm. So 
and and in fact, I would actually say that the the influencers um, and all of just what's possible <laughs> in social actually fans the flames mm. and and actually adds to the possibilities of the way we can leverage and bring attention to the to both the placements and more even more so the bigger partnerships right. that we deploy. So uh, we had a a very significant influencer strategy that we leveraged all the way up to the point where Black Panther came out Mm -hmm. um, that worked really well. We wanted the fan base to already know we were there and be anticipating our participation. um, So they work in tandem really then. Absolutely. It's it's all part of a well-executed plan. <laughs> See, it just wasn't like, oh man, we should do that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely, yeah. it's more to think about, of course. Yeah. Um, but it's also another way to measure too, yeah. um, to look at the shareability, to look at our social communities and how we're able to grow them mm-hmm. and grow excitement around them um, with this content is, yeah. is another um, great opportunity that may not have existed in any real right. meaningful way, right. you know, prior to the frenzy that is the world of social now. <laughs> right, right. We have the ability to get decisions made quickly yes. and we can mobilize quickly, yes. which can be really critical when there might be a, a cultural moment happening that we didn't necessarily right. anticipate and we can mobilize quickly to to leverage that. Do the placements ever like not work? You thought it was going to be some way and you're like, man, that just didn't hit the way I thought it was going to. Yeah, it, it's in in the case of when it's straight up placement and we're not building a bigger partnership around it, it's disappointing, but it's usually sort of part of the landscape, right? Mm-hmm. It's part of what you're trying to can keep supporting. And if we're not willing to take risks, we're also going to miss out on the the big successes. And and in the case where we're not promoting it in a big way, if it didn't land, you know, hopefully not that many people notice. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but if it's a big partnership and and it doesn't land, then, you know, that's a bigger challenge. And it's more about managing the perception, I right. think, um, particularly the perception of success. And if you look at Men in Black International, um, which is m- more recent, uh, by Black Panther standards, uh, you know, it's not really comparable. Right. And yet we really had a return on our investment before the film ever came out right. with, with that mm-hmm. um, partnership because they were good enough to include the RCF in um, their advanced trailer. Mm-hmm. That advanced trailer gets 150 million yeah. worldwide views and suddenly your value is already locked up, yeah. you know, and that's before we've even done all the things that we could do to make right. sure the value is is seen. And ultimately the um, creative that we developed around that partnership as well resonated really well with our audiences. So that ended up being a win when if you just looked at the traditional measures, like how did it do at the box office, right. it would be like, oh, oh, well, you mm-hmm. know, not as not as great as we would have liked. And yet we had long since had our return on investment. So, so yeah, it's, it, it just keeps telling me that it's worth the risk, but you just have to keep applying all that rigor and making sure that we are just using our full arsenal of 
measures and predictors and educated guesses and hypothesis (laughs) in order to uh, decide if something's going to be a good bet. But the truth is, you never know. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. Now, when the vehicle goes on set, does it have, I know you said sometimes you're there, they have questions, maybe there's, you know, I don't know if Sato's on one for uh, Black Panther. But um, you know, is there like some sort of stylist wiping it down? Do we provide that? Does it, you know? So so every film or production that has vehicles, they have an entire transportation team that mm. specifically takes care of their cars. But we do up the ante, especially again with a big partnership mm-hmm. or if there are big performance moments that they're going to be filming. Right. Um, I have actually uh, tapped more than once uh, my friend Garrett, who um, who is uh, part of our you know tech team, mm-hmm. and he has been kind enough, and his management has been kind enough to release him uh, for me, <laughs> to, and he's been kind enough to go to Korea oh, wow. uh, for the filming of uh, the LCs uh, in Busan, Korea. Yeah. Uh, he was there for. I think at least a couple of weeks, and um, every time the 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 transpo teams are so grateful to have him there because he's he not only is a great technician who knows the car so well, but he he knows racing, he knows stunts, he yeah. understands how to you know create help them create these moments that they're looking to create oh, um, with the vehicle. So, and he also went to both the UK and to Morocco for us for Men in Black International. Oh, fun. And, um, you know, there, there have been moments where I said, okay, Garrett, if you don't feel safe, you need to let me know yeah. because he's being, you know, mobbed by throngs of people in Morocco who are just fascinated by the production process and yeah. by the cars and they want to get close and they want to see everything. Uh, so it was, I was definitely uh, in close touch with him on that to make sure he was okay. But he seems to have enjoyed having the adventure. Yeah. And oftentimes the the production teams don't necessarily even realize he's not one of them. Oh, interesting. <laughs> we have to remind them yeah. when, when it's time that he needs to come home. <laughs> Um, we're like, please send. And it actually helps me too because he can he can provide me some real time information mm. of what's happening on set and and uh, you know if there's anything that's that's different than what we expected. Right. Um, you know he can give us a little bit of intel. Uh, but of course we've great partners who always honor what we've set out to uh, right. you know gain from the partnership. Mm-hmm. So my question to Garrett would have been like, can you get a picture of Chris Hemsworth, please? <laughs> Like how close can you get? <laughs> um, Chris was definitely right there and in the car, and Tessa as well. And um, I, if Garrett took any photos, he did not share those with oh. me. Uh, Garrett, but, um, so give up the pictures. He's too busy working. He's very focused. <laughs> That's true. I yep. get it. I yep. get it. There is a job to be done. <laughs> do we get to interact with any of the stars of the movies? Do they do stuff for us? That's a really good question too. Um, the short answer is yes, but it's not without some. Compl- complexity yes. to it mm-hmm. because understandably they are very much invested in promoting their film mm-hmm. um, but they're not necessarily looking to promote um, partners unless those partners are also supporting them directly right uh, so it can be you know you have to just be a little bit careful and There's respectful always a two-way street of, yeah. of those boundaries but um, in the case of Chadwick Boseman for example we actually 
hired Chadwick to be in our commercial that we created for the Amazing. LS launch. And so, you know, he he obviously had a vested interest yeah. in being a, a partner of ours at that point. But yeah, it is always, uh, you know, just a little bit of a careful area. And we, we lean heavily on the studios to kind of help us navigate that because they also have a vested interest mm-hmm. in their partners receiving the value that they, uh, you know, had hoped for. And part of that value is um, some proximity to the the stars of the of the film and in the case of the the Black Panther premiere the we had really great presence there and uh, a, a tremendous amount of earned value wow. um, from our presence there because it was just such a star-studded uh, it, yeah. sometimes you'll have premieres where only the stars of the film are kind of there and photographed right. and maybe a few other folks show up for it in the case of Black Panther it was you know just Marvel might as up. well have been the Academy Awards <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and and to your point the the Marvel uh, stable of great actors yeah. who are in all of their you know different films often show up to support and yeah. uh, that definitely helps add to the fanfare and to the attention that it receives very cool. Mm-hmm. I think I've asked all the questions that I have. This was so interesting and like fascinating. Do you think, do, I don't think people realize when they see, and especially like TV shows, you know, that those are actually placed yes, things, yes. right? And, and it's funny, sometimes they are officially placed and other times, um, you know, you may have had a paid placement in the first or second season or, and then um, we might decide strategically to go a different direction mm-hmm. and very often we'll get requested to actually keep the vehicles for continuity mm-hmm. and so forth. So it's, it's actually an investment that can pay dividends down the line when the vehicles are still being incorporated into the show and we're not necessarily um, actively paying a, a placement right. fee in those cases. So, uh, so yeah, it's probably more often than you think it's probably yeah. a placement, but then there's times where we, you know, are, are able to benefit from having kind of been in the right place at the right time. Right. We've even had a case where we had a, a SUV that was shooting on a location at one of the studios and another show needed a similar vehicle Mm -hmm. and they said, can we borrow it from them? (laughs) And we're like, okay, sure. It was a twofer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that happens a fair amount because the, the nature of production can be very last minute. Yeah. And so um, oftentimes they're they're just getting the inputs of what they need for filming, sometimes only a few days, even a week in advance. And so sometimes it's a, a bird in the hand that, uh, you know, wow. gets the, or the early bird gets worm. I don't know what the <laughs> appropriate uh, joke would be there. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, it definitely helps. And to be just the best partner we can be at every opportunity mm-hmm. and try to make it happen when they need us. Um, it ends up paying dividends for us down the line too. Very cool. Well, I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> it's got to be so fun and interesting. I'm well, sure. you're welcome to come and shadow with us. You'll see both the glory and the pain and suffering that goes into it. But, um, but it is, it, it's super fun. It's super interesting, but it definitely takes a lot of hard work for that one moment of yeah. satisfaction. All right. BRB, everybody. I'm going to go read all the scripts. MJ, thank you so much for joining us on Toyota Untold. Thank you for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Toyota Motor Sales USA, Inc. 
Toyota and may not be reproduced, redistributed in whole or in part without prior permission of Toyota. Use with permission, all rights reserved worldwide. 